Hey babe, did you know that using a great alternative light source doesn't cost a billion dollars or look like a suitcase anymore? Surely that's not true, but if you can give me more information, I'll be inclined to believe you. Well now, you can get a pocket-sized blacklight from Taction USA that works just as well as a large ALS, an alternative light source. It works so well, you'll never go back to any other ALS. It's lightweight and literally fits in your pocket. Made out of aluminum, so it's durable, it will last you a lifetime. You can find the professional blacklight at TactionUSA.com for $29.99. Ships quickly, and your order comes from Taction USA's Amazon store, so it's easy to order. Taction USA is run by law enforcement for law enforcement. You should check it out today and get yours. Get yours right now, today, at TactionUSA.com. Welcome to Crossing the Tape. This is episode 10. I'm Hillary, and I'm co-hosting with my husband, Brendan, and today we're going to bring you an interesting case that combines two of our passions, crime stories and wine. So listen up, sign the crime scene log, and listen to this wine heist. I love a heist. Me too. I love wine. Me too. I don't love a wine heist. Mm. I love a story of a wine heist. Well, yeah. But it's never worked out for me before, because <laughs> I've never tried it, Good. and I wouldn't be good at it. No. But these folks, scoundrels. Mm-hmm. So in the early morning of Tuesday, August 29th, 2017, an excellent year, <laughs> more than 300 bottles of vintage wine were stolen from the private wine cellar of a luxury apartment in Paris. Paris. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. The thieves... Stole the wine from uh, a cellar near the Luxembourg Gardens, or <clears throat> Le Jardin du Luxembourg. Mm, très bon. Was that? Very good. Oh, thanks. The theft and value of the wines, sorry, wines, is not the wild part of this story. The wine snatchers made entry into the cellar by sneaking into the famed Paris catacombs oh, i love a catacomb i don't know <laughs> the catacombs of course being the final resting place of approximately six million people which is nuts that is nuts that's five million i would believe but right. six you know i did write a story about the paris catacombs it was in one of my fiction novels yeah. which you can purchase no not yet <laughs> <laughs> was though uh, yeah, so six million people, roughly, are buried there, and their bones line the catacombs. Interesting. The crooks got down there and drilled through the limestone wall, bastards, mm-hmm. directly into this uh, wealthy collector's wine cellar. And then from there, it was easy as pie, or better yet, easy as a croissant. <laughs> To nab about $300,000 worth of valuable Grand Cru bottles. Grand Cru, as you know, <laughs> refers to the quality of the grapes used in making a particular wine. Grand Cru being the uh, highest distinction. Think of it like single barrel whiskey. Right. It's the good stuff. I'm glad you threw that in there. My little fact. Well, I figure our audience probably knows... Tons about wine. May. So I, you know, for redundancy, really I just learned about it. (laughs) I'm sure the sommeliers out there in podcast land 
mm-hmm. were well ahead of me on that. The police believe that the unknown thieves had visited the cellar before and were able to map out exactly where the walls were in relation to the catacombs. Mm-hmm. Makes which, sense. If you have a luxury apartment with a fancy wine cellar that's adjacent to the Paris catacombs, do you not install an escape door in the catacombs already? <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of those places have public access. Well, it only opens from the inside. But I mean, if you, <laughs> like a panic room, if yeah, you need to get no, out get and flee to the catacombs, yeah. <laughs> it only opens from the cellar side. <laughs> well, whether they wanted that access door or not, they got, they got it after one. this. Uh, the suspects didn't drill into that particular wall by accident said a police spokesperson, probably in French. Français? Yes. And as far as this case is concerned, the culprits have never been officially identified. Mm. Interesting. However, in December of 2020, uh, French authorities conducted some raids as part of an investigation into Grand Cru wine thefts. Hundreds of bottles of the finest French wines were recovered during those raids, and the uh, high-dollar grape juice heists were attributed to a gang who had committed a number of wine thefts in France with their total haul about 5 million euro, which is 5.5 million US, thereabouts. Hmm. Police said that those crooks are a professional crew. During the heist, they were able to avoid security cameras, disable alarms, bypass motion sensors, real Mission Impossible (laughs) Oceans type careful heist they did their homework yeah not just guys wearing balaclavas smashing and grabbing and i don't think a smash and grab would get wine like that i think that takes a sophisticated palate well you could do a smash and grab at like your local wine shop but yeah but you're not gonna get grand cru no you're probably gonna make off with a few bottles of you know twenty dollar or less a box of venza yeah <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a ripple <laughs> Several arrests were made during the raids, but it's unclear how many or which heist these French gangsters were responsible for. Interesting. Though a lot of the ultra-high-end Grand Cru bottles are serial numbered. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I would hope that they did, would do that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, if you got a $10,000 bottle of wine, it should be readily identifiable by an expert in case right. something happens. You know, you can flush your drugs down the toilet when the police knock with a search warrant. Are you going to flush down that wine? But yeah, what do you do? That's <laughs> Wait the, a minute. That's blah, the blah, hard blah, part. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> French police, open up. Oh, everybody court. start drinking. <laughs> like you got to smash it or Ugh. if any of it's on site. So it's a waste or they're mm-hmm. going to recover it. Or... You're stealing the fanciest stuff just to sip with dinner, which is... That would be nice. That's, that's a lot of risk for... <laughs> that's like long prison sentences right. for... For a, a dinner wine. To be able to show off to your friends that, oh, this particular bottle, there's only seven and I have two of them. Please don't tell anyone I have them. Mm-hmm. Now, wine thieving is not strictly a French business. In late 2014, a wine connoisseur in North Carolina, agreed to purchase 17 bottles of extremely rare wines from two gentlemen for $25,000. 
Hmm. Expendable mm. cash. Yes. Minor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, change. that's about everyone's wine budget, right? Uh, I wish. Hmm. An absolute <laughs> steal for both parties, though the buyer didn't know, these fellas weren't really legitimate distributors. He did have a funny feeling, however, since they arranged for him to be for him to make payments to them in wire transfers under ten thousand dollars. So, you know, instead of gift cards, they did the wire transfer. Instead yeah, the, of here, an the, Apple gift card. The gift Nike card trick card. is strictly for paying the IRS. Right. Or phone scammers. Right. Usually phone scammers, never yeah. the IRS. Don't fall for that one. No. Uh, so several transfers under 10000 apiece, an amount which wouldn't really raise alarms for uh, watchful government agencies. No, because I think it's, yeah, I think it's under over 10000 Yeah. That it That's where flags. they start going, yeah. what, do you, what kind of business what are you What kind doing? of business are you doing? Uh, the wine collector lucked out again when those same kindly wholesale, wholesalers approached him with an additional 63 bottles Oof. of high-value wine. Uh, so 17 fancy bottles ran 25000 uh, okay. Any guess what the 63 would be worth? Hmm. Think hundreds. 100. More. 200. Right, you're getting close. 220,000. Wow. Uh, this time, though, the buyer thought the opportunity was a little too good to be true. And that's more than 22 wire transfers. What a pain. <laughs> I know. I, I would well, say no that, just because of okay. that. Wouldn't like, that send a red check. flag to the bank? Wouldn't the bank think that was weird? <laughs> I mean, man, I would you're... if I were a teller. Like, what are you doing? You transferred $9,999.99 yeah. 24 times here. Yeah. To me, that would be a little bit of a red flag. But I don't know. I'm not a banker. Yeah. Hey, it's this guy's money. It's old North Carolina wine man's money. Yes, so. so. He's got the, got the cash. Live your life. Uh, he thought the opportunity was a little too good to be true. And there was a chance that this vino was no bueno, so to speak. Oh. And that's when the FBI gets involved. Dun, dun, dun. But before we give you the exciting conclusion to the story, we want you to hear a little bit from our new friends at the Murder and Mimosas podcast. Welcome to Murder. And mimosas. I'm Shannon. And I'm Danica. Together, as a mother and daughter duo, we host Murder Mimosas, true crime podcast with an episode released every Saturday at 10 a.m. so you can listen to it during prime brunch time. While we don't require a mimosa, we do highly recommend one. All of our episodes are cases that we found really interesting or just really stuck with us because we hope they'll do the same for you. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now let's backtrack a little bit to March of 2013. Hmm. Your favorite year. Really? No, I could have sworn you said 2013 was your... No, I think 2019, wink, was my favorite year. Right. (laughs) Now a fine wine store in San Francisco by the name of Fine Wines International, uh-huh. was burglarized with 140 bottles stolen. Hmm. But why only 140? If you've got the run of the store, uh-huh. why not just take case after case and get the 
F out of there. Right. Well, it's because these burglars were knowledgeable. Oh. Much like the catacomb wine nappers. We'll work on that. I was just like, hey, this has got to be slow with a C. Okay. Ooh, no, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the catacomb Cabernet capers. There you go. I was thinking caper, but I didn't have the middle the middle word. Good job, babe. Uh, they knew exactly <laughs> which wines were the most rare and sought after by wine collectors. Now, the theft made headlines in a big way, but the culprits remained at large, with about $250,000 worth of wine taken. Hmm. Now, November of 2014, a Cupertino, California restaurant, Alexander's Steakhouse, probably tasty, suffered a break-in. Two men, with their faces obscured, smashed their way in, took 29 bottles of the rarest fermented grapes from Hmm. a display case, all caught on security footage, but still not much help. Hmm. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only 29 bucks. Well, no, no, no. I find it interesting that there's these two guys and their faces are obscured. Okay, well, how were they obscured? Did you find that? Uh, it said hooded in every news article I found. Okay, so, so I don't that's know if that lazy. Means they just, like, <laughs> I don't know if that means they had ski masks or just right. were ducked so down in nothing, oversized hoodies. Nothing, you know, out of the norm. But no, they smash their like way in old and president's masks. <laughs> smash their way in, and that granted, they accumulated the rarest fermented grapes from a display case, as you put it. Thank you. But twenty nine bottles. I I know, but still, it's it's very. I don't know. It's not. It's not sophisticated. That's what I'm trying to say. No, this one <clears throat> wasn't super careful. Right. But again. Well, neither the Fine Wines International no. or this one. They made entry right, and grabbed the good stuff. This one, all the fanciest wines were in a display case, so that kind of so it was, put a yeah. target on them. You know, stores do that a lot. Look at our nicest well, stuff. Well, I've thought well, it's about almost that. Like they want to like, sell it. Not that, yeah, but not that I would take it, but I, you know, being in our fields, I often think... If I was a the thief, reverse. I know exactly which right. fine scotch like, to grab. I'm not going to do it, but why set yourself up that way to get your items stolen that way? There should I be don't a know. separate room and you should have to have a credit check before oh. you get to go in and look I've at the good stuff. I've been rewired since got into this field, but you know, I think I think that way. Well, the 29 bottles uh, resulted in a $32,000 loss <laughs> for Alexander's. Next, the French Laundry, a world-famous restaurant in Yountville, California, hmm. also burglarized 2014 Christmas Eve, in fact. Aww. What a terrible gift. I know. The restaurant was undergoing renovations, so it was closed to diners at the time. And these guys just pried open the wine cellar. Oh. So again, not they didn't tunnel underneath and nothing. Right. They just No oceans. No. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> have to block a security camera with balloons or nothing. Just <laughs> cracked into the cellar, grabbed 110 bottles Ooh. worth about 550000 Wow. So a half mil gonzo. But Some obviously, of the rarest wines in the world. They know what they're looking for. Yes. So that part is sophisticated. Yes. Yeah, their knowledge of wine is impressive. Because mm-hmm. your average crook is probably just going to want like 
money and jewelry right. and TVs because well, they think those go for a lot. And we like wine, and I don't know that much. <laughs> no, <if laughs> Still you, learning. <laughs> if you put a $10,000 bottle next to a $100 bottle, I wouldn't know the difference unless no, I'd seen it before. unless we'd had it before. Yeah. You remember taste if we'd had it before. Well, if I got to sample each one. Well, yeah. Then I would faint. Mm, I, I really can't tell. I need another sip. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I've got my fainting disease. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That one, they both taste the same. Let me try again. Now, back to North Carolina. It's unclear if the buyer reached out to the FBI first or if the feds were already looking into the uh, grog nappers. Hmm. But they dug, the FBI, dug into phone records, banking details, and pretty easily found a pair of suspects. Oh. Now dig these names. Okay. Alfred Georges mm-hmm. and Davis Kiryakos. Huh. Both residents of... California. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Good guess. Were those names? <laughs> Kiryakas, you know, like, like you would find all around South Central Los Angeles. Right. Uh, Bay Area <laughs> residents. And once the FBI had their hands on the purchased wines, which they, of course, had to seize from Mr. North Carolina, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he probably didn't want any part in the, you know, transfer of illegal goods. So. No. I imagine if he was reputable and working with the FBI, he said, yeah, here. Take, take it. Take it, please. Uh, they were able to match serial numbers to hmm. reported stolen wines from, of all places, Southern California's Bay Area. Wow. Yeah. And because of that, the indictments came down swift on these boys. Nearly all of the unaccounted for wine bottles were recovered wow. as a result of the investigation. That's very lucky. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, what an investigation to have that kind of thing. I never had anything fun like that. <laughs> you get to sort, hey, there's like 200 bottles of the world's you finest wine. You get to learn wines. about them and oh. sort and research. I'm a nerd. I would love that. One might break open. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. My sippy cup just oh, happened no, to be there. The court cracked right out of that one. So both men eventually... Accepted guilty pleas. Mm-hmm. And as part of their agreements, they admitted that they conspired together along with other uh, wine burglars at times to pull off the heists and huh. that they were well aware of the values of the wines, which, of course, yeah, indicative by... By what they stole. They took 110 out of that fancy restaurant's right. cellar. I'm sure they had more than 110 on most hand. Restaurant, most good restaurants have a decent... Five-star, Michelin-starred places. Have a decent amount. And I always <clears> think, you know, when we go... To, when we once in a while do dine somewhere fancy, you know, we see the, their wine displays, the display. that's probably an nth of what they have. Right. Right. All of those that you see... There's probably mm. multiples in cases. In the right, because they get one and bring it to us, but uh, there's probably about yeah. ten Where more. Where there's one, there's or twelve more. or close to it. Uh, so starting in December 26th of 2014, they began transporting the wines from the French Laundry to their North Carolina buyer, with mm. whom they'd already had success from the Fine Wines International and Alexander's mm. Heists. And they expected a long, fruitful relationship in which they would make huge profits and also keep a little bit of the good stuff for themselves. Sure. Yeah. 
If they knew that much about wine, you know they did. Oh, yeah. Come on. If, you, if you're going to bother doing the research to find right. out which ones are worth what and where in the world to find, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these, there's and, only so many bottles of each. Right. So and if you find out this store in San Francisco mm-hmm. has two of them, you're going to break in, take two, sell one. Right. <laughs> and, right. If you're if you're doing that much much research, you're you're gonna get thirsty. Yeah, well, you're into <laughs> wine, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yeah, you'll care enough about the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, their plea agreements saw them guilty on charges of conspiracy to transport stolen goods, with several other charges dismissed because huh. of those guilty pleas. But that was also with the recovery of all the wines and True. admitting they conspired and all. Right. Uh, Georges in 2018 received a 37 month prison sentence Kyriakos received 15 months they both got an additional 3 years of supervised release but that is small potatoes compared to the restitution the two of them will have to work together to pay back in the amount of $585,715 wow so they're going to have to steal a lot more wine to pay that off. I'm gonna, I was going to say, if they pulled off that kind of heist and they were caught, like what kind of job are they going to get to yeah, pay that back? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that working at yeah, McDonald's. They're, they're, I not, mean, they're not going to get $300,000 a no. year jobs as executive. I don't know. Just, I've heard of jailhouse lawyers. Yeah. Are there jailhouse sommeliers? I doubt it. Well, if they sort the finest toilet hooch. <laughs> This pruno is properly aged <laughs> in plastic. Well, that's the story. Our first of two wine-centric episodes. Mm-hmm. And if you thought that one was big business. Wait till you hear the next. Yeah. Yeah, 585000 is small. Nothing. That's change compared it's, to what the next it's pair pocket change. pulled off. So please join us again soon for episode 11. And in the meantime, please sign the crime scene log. I'm Brendan. And I'm Hillary. So long. Stay safe. Goodbye. Wait, don't leave yet. We have one more thing. If you are looking for a career change or to expand your knowledge in an already established one, look no further than the National Investigative Training Academy. The National Investigative Training Academy, or NIDA, N-I-T-A, has well over 100 courses with 70 professional development ones alone. NIDA is constantly adding to their course catalog, and courses are focused on private investigation and security fields. Whether you would like to become a private investigator or you need continuing education for your investigative or security career, the National Investigative Training Academy is for you. All courses offered are 100% online and do at your own pace. Once completed, you will receive a certificate in that course. Sign up today at investigativeacademy.com. Make sure when you sign up for your courses, you mention we sent you there. We encourage you to get the best investigative and security training possible today. When you sign up, mention our brand ambassador code, BA2367. That's BA2367. And you can find those courses at investigativeacademy.com. Look for links in our show notes as well.